cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He's Vengeance, he's the Knight, I'm M, that's Autumn. Hello. Lazy mood today. Hi. <laughs> um, Batman stuff, what you got? Um... Nothing. All my free time. I have had very little free time, and the little bit of free time I've had has been Star Trek. So, Star Trek's great. Oh yeah. How's <laughs> how's that going? Um, season. Have you two, come around on Polanski? <laughs> uh, yeah. She just the episode I just watched, or maybe the one before it, uh, was a really uh, Pulaski centric episode, and I liked her a lot in that one. It was. Um, yeah. Uh, there's like telepathic children who are like giving people a disease where they become old. Um, yeah. and Pulaski has to solve the crisis. Um, she argues with Picard a lot. I liked her a lot in that episode. I had not yes. previously liked her in, in, in the first like three or four of season two. Yeah. The stuff with her and data just sucks. There's no like excusing it. It just doesn't work. Yeah. I like get what they're going for, but, um, yeah, I also like the original series. You can't replicate it. Data's not Spock. It just doesn't work. Yeah. I think that's the fundamental issue is the data is just like, like different. <laughs> When when Bones is making fun of Spock, Spock is a character with like dignity and you you know fundamentally that he's kind of full of shit, right? Like it's like you feel emotions, you just don't admit it and you you're on air, you're Vulcan airs. You're not even you're you know, he's like half human. Like the whole point is that like Bones wants to prod him out of his shell. Data is like childlike in that he doesn't he genuinely doesn't think he has emotions and the show as far as they're concerned, he doesn't have emotions, mm-hmm. but he is a person. Like he's just straight up a person and so her poking fun at him just feels mean-spirited you can't do that he's too different yes yes well and one of the things that i'm liking about season two the first couple episodes have been very data-centric and the thing Mm. that i'm liking about a lot of it is it's not about um oh is data a person or not a lot of it feels like other people look at data and decide he's not a person let's explore that reaction you know Mm. um And so, like, I get how Pulaski sort of fits into writing data that way, but she just is, because she works with him, it's more rude than when a stranger does it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the next one I have to watch is, like, Measure of a Man, like, the data episode that is on every fucking, like, top five Star Trek episodes list, so. Ah, yeah, it's really good. How you liking Guinan? Guinan's great. Yeah, she's only been in like two episodes so far, and I'm like, I want you to yeah, be she's in not everything. A... <laughs> I know they she's probably... not in a ton of them. <laughs> I know they kick it oh. with be Goldberg for like as much as I want them to, but she's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She literally is just like, I want to be on Star Trek, and they're like, Okay, yeah, absolutely, whatever you want. You're Whoopi Goldberg. It's the '80s. <laughs> you can get whatever you want. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, How did they get her? I guess her asking is a great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I really, I really like, uh, you're like TNG picks up after season one and season two is pretty solid and just gets better from there. So I'm glad you're having a good time. Season two, they've learned what a cold open is and it's such an improvement. <laughs> oh yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I read Catwoman when in Rome, like I said, I was going to, Oh hell yeah. Which is the six issue miniseries uh, by Jeff Loeb and Tim sale. It is the sequel to uh, Dark Victory. It's like an interqual, whatever. I hate that term. Um, it takes place during the bit where Catwoman fucks off uh, to go figure out if her dad is actually a mob boss or not. Um, <laughs> and it's her going around Rome um, with with the Riddler, um, trying to just figure out if she can find anything to prove that she's uh, Carmine Falcone's daughter. Um, it has a radically different art style um, hmm. where they deliberately tried to draw based on Rene Grau's, uh He's like a famous like fashion illustrator. And so it's like going for a more like moody noir, high fashion kind of like look. I don't think it's like, I, I don't think it's like sales strong point. I think some, like some of the spot, like the covers incredible. Yeah. I'm like, really liking these God-tier. covers I'm looking at. Um, the, the interiors, sometimes it can be great. And sometimes it's like, whatever. Um, Catwoman just doing like noir crime stuff is fine. I don't think that's Jeff Loeb's like best thing in the world. Um, it made me really go want to go and read um, like some more of the um, what's the like the Brubaker like Nori stuff, which I do love. Fucking eat that shit up. Yeah, um, I'm thing. pretty sure um, Brubaker has a Catwoman run. Um, yeah, I should read that. That like the first good. couple issues are illustrated by Darwin Cook, and then he, you know, he's Darwin Cook. He's kind of too big, yes, too big to be doing an ongoing like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I should check that out for sure. Um, but it was good. Um, I liked it more than Dark Victory. Ultimately, um, it's kind of a big nothing, but it is nice to just have like I'm a superhero in Rome, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Catwoman and Selena Kyle's here." Weird. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) what a coincidence yeah uh it's very funny um but uh yeah it's it's probably worth reading if you're into that sort of thing um done with all that now so i guess maybe i'll go read some more catwoman i have no idea i feel like it's a character that need that should be really easy to write a bunch of good stories about but that doesn't mean there are any yeah i i i feel like you can just write any like three issue story arc where she shows up as the femme fatale and like people occasionally realize that, but not enough as often as you want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that was it. Uh, otherwise nothing. Still waiting for uh Harley Quinn to come back. Banging my fists on the table. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just get into it. Our episode this week is moon of the wolf. The 43rd episode this aired November 11th, 1992. Is written by Len uh, Wine, directed by Dick Sebast, animation by Acom Production. What happens in this episode? Um, a wolf man is mugging somebody um, or trying to kill him. Batman stops it and decides to investigate, thinking that it's just a guy in a wolf mask. And then he's sort of realizing, hey, I don't. I think that's a really good wolf mask. Maybe that guy was actually a wolf. <laughs> yes. Um. Batman and Bullock run sort of separate investigations. Uh, Bullock goes and talks to the guy who got mugged and realizes, oh, he's a zoo guard and two um, wolves from the zoo went missing recently. Um, Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Batman um, 
I don't know how he finds these guys. I watched this episode like two hours ago, and I'm like, I don't remember how Batman, like... Because he's complaining to Alfred about being at a dead end, but I don't actually remember how he, like, resolves that. <laughs> oh! Right, it's stupid. I forgot. How could I forget? <laughs> he gets he gets coaxed into coming by Anthony Romulus. <laughs> yes. Anthony Romulus is like, I will give $2 million to charity as long as uh, Batman comes and picks up the check for me, which is... <laughs> weird um bruce falls into this very obvious trap and um a guy from an earlier episode the um the red claw episode maybe i don't remember when he showed up um dr milo yeah i don't know yeah i, I definitely saw him before anyway he, he yeah he he was in cat scratch fever the one where um they were the, the oh, cats had disease in them yes okay so he's hatched the scheme where he's going to turn Romulus into a werewolf um, by tricking Romulus twice. <laughs> yes. Um, Romulus falls for it. He's a werewolf. Now he's doing um, Milo's bidding to try and get the antidote. Um, and um, like, yeah, Batman comes to get the check, falls into this obvious trap. Um, he's going to unleash the werewolf on Batman to kill him. Um, <clears throat> Batman wakes up just in the nick of time to like fight off the werewolf, basically. Um, and uh, some random person calls nine one one, so the bullet gets here. I watched this episode two hours ago, and it's really just fallen out of my mind because it's a big yeah. nothing. <laughs> but um, yeah. Batman beats up the werewolf and saves the day. They take Doctor Milo away, but he's like, "I'm innocent. You're not going to get me. You're not going to convict me of anything." And, um, they, you know, search everywhere, but they never find the werewolf, uh, leaving the door open for him to show up again. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, it ends, it ends, it literally ends with like a Citizen Kane, his house is empty. <laughs> it does end with a Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um, so this is based on a Lenvine. Lenvine is a like famous... 70s like dc guy mm -hmm. this is based on a, a comic that i assume is basically some very similar as plot called moon of the wolf that he wrote in 74 um watching this episode i'm i realize the the thing when i watch this show now i really wish this had the structure of justice league where every episode was like a two-parter yeah i think it would help this this stories like this um, a bunch yes because there's a weird amount of exposition that means like the batman stuff gets a little rushed you know yes yeah there's like you have you have uh romulus anthony romulus who's like a famous olympian uh who who's who wanted to do well in the autumn games shout out to you for running <laughs> your own games um which are like it's weird because like when they showed like the olympics it's extremely like old like 1930s style olympic stuff too it's like very hokey in a way that i enjoy um and he wanted performance enhancing drugs and dr milo gave him the werewolf serum or whatever tricked him into taking the werewolf serum uh in the most obvious thing in the world yes um and that story is like fine and good it's like a good setup for a villain but by the time you get all of that stuff done there's like six minutes left in the episode yeah yeah not to mention like you know a little bit of like not wheel spinning. It's like fun adventure stuff as like Bullock and um, Batman investigate. But like Batman doesn't even really get to investigate. He just falls into an obvious trap, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so it sets up this character who is 
like a socialite who's a rich man who wants to be something bigger than a human. And so he takes these drugs or whatever. And he, his whole point is that he wants to measure himself against Batman, the second best uh, athlete in Gotham or whatever. But there's no there's no time for an alternate side where it's about like Batman, like Bruce is a character who is all of these things also, but did it through hard. Well, you could like because he did it through hard work and like training to be a ninja and a magician and everything else he trained to be. Um, you get like a, you could do like a whole thing about like the way these two are juxtaposed, the way that like Bruce isn't actually probably the best. He like Romulus is probably a better athlete than Batman. Batman just has like the wherewithal to like make things go his way. Cause he's got a bunch of gadgets and he's thinks his way through these situations or whatever. Um, but there's no time for any of that. You don't get the juxtaposition of the two characters, even though all that's on the page to be set up. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even get like the, uh, does, does bat, does Bruce have to give in to like his brutal side as Batman to fight a literal wolf man, which is like that writes itself. That's like peak seventies Batman to me. Right. Um, <clears throat> Whenever he gets like has to fight a creature, there's the whole thing. It's like, you know, Batman's just a man, but he could he give into like the bat part uh, in that, you know, he is also a person who is per- can do violence. Um, and will he go too far sort of stuff? But none of that's here because, it's like I said, no time. Yeah, I am. Um, so I've actually read a lot of uh, Lin Lin Wine comics because like mm-hmm. um, he created Swamp Thing and I read like his original like. 13 issues or however many it is on Swamp Thing. And they're mm-hmm. really good. Um, and so then I just bounced around and like, oh, I'm going to read some of his like um, Batman, some of his like this and that. And like yeah. outside of Swamp Thing, you realize it's like, oh, yeah, he wrote some really great stuff. He also wrote a lot of clunkers because like the man wrote like 400 comics from like 1970 to like 1975, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so this feels like this felt very like familiar to me of like, and I I don't believe I've read the the issue um, that this is based on. I might have. There's a chance I have. But um, the thing the thing I've read <laughs> most from him is he did uh, post Crisis Wonder Woman like volume two stuff. He did like three to sixteen, hmm. which is like right after the like reintroduction of all that like that stuff, which is probably like I assume Perez is still drawing those at that point. Like probably. that's a fucking run of comics. Those wrote comics are incredible. Um, yeah. Um, but I think of him as like a pulpy guy who kind of needs a runway to tell a story. Yeah, exactly. Like the Swamp Thing stuff works because it's kind of it's in its own little corner um, and he just gets to do whatever for 13 issues. Whereas like some of the Batman stuff I've read from him, it's like hit and miss because like, oh, he's just like writing. Like, I don't think he ever got like his run on Batman or Detective. I think he would be like, oh, I'm going to fill in for three issues. Um, and then someone yeah, it looks else like he gonna... just did. Yeah, he did. He did create Lucius Fox, which is cool. That's I neat. didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, he also wrote Giant Size X Men number one, which is like a great issue of comics. Um, uh, that's fair. You know, I don't go here when it comes to Marvel stuff, but I do know of that one because who doesn't? <laughs> it basically invented the X Men, like someone else had before. Yes. But this is yeah. the, what the X Men actually are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So. <clears throat> But yeah, just I'm like more and more at this show because they want to make like little movies or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think their scope. They've just gotten used to like getting in the weeds of like the formal exercise. But that means that the stories they want to tell just don't work in 22 minutes. They just run out of time every time. Yeah. I I feel like, um, you know, the back when we watched what was that recent two parter Heart of Steel. 
When we watched yeah. that one, I was sort of like, why is this a two-parter? And now I'm like, man, I wish this random Wolfman episode was a two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I just think there'd be more time to tie, to make the Batman stuff matter than you have stakes, right? Because mm-hmm. as it is, it's like, well, here's this guy, but I know he doesn't, he's not like a recurring character. He's not a major Batman villain. So we're never going to see this fucking guy again. Who cares? Uh, and then this episode itself doesn't spend any time tying Batman's experience fighting a Wolfman to anything he's doing. So where's the emotional connection? And there isn't any. Yeah. Would have been an episode two. Yeah. Like, it is just kind of an adventure story, but there's just not enough adventure for it. Yeah. You know? And when I think about the things I like of, like, when we get to Justice League, we'll talk about a lot about incredible scenes that wouldn't exist if those weren't all two or three part episodes. Yeah. Because they're all the incidental character beats. But also, you absolutely could not have made a show that was all two or three part episodes in 1992. So, like, I get it. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Right. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially when you know the better thing is coming. Yeah. Um, I even think Superman goes a little better into this because um, just generally they were more willing to go go big with, like, the stories. Like, they're willing to do, like, slow builds up to stuff, which they did with, like, Harvey. This show just doesn't has not committed to the idea that you can tell a serialized story in episodes. I'll be interested to know, like, when we do Superman, like, do I end up liking that show better because it, like, sort of knows what it's good and bad at, you know, more than yeah. the show does? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's my feeling, too, because I remember liking Superman, but, like, coming to this, having seen all of it before, and now, like, reflecting on it, like, doing this, I'm like, this just needs a little more meat, and maybe mm-hmm. Superman's got the meat, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I recently rewatched. um like the pilot, which I think is a two, maybe three parter. Um, I think it's a three parter. I think but, yeah. I think you're right. And then the um, apocalypse now two parter, um, and it's just like those two, and those are some of the really good parts of Superman. But like, yeah, the, last one of Krypton is three episodes. Yeah, <laughs> blows a lot of what this show's been doing out of the water. Those those episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And even when it's not doing like straight up two parters, it is just building a cast that will recur in a way that this show, um, maybe because they're like still like, we don't know if this is going to be the big deal or not. They just will throw one off villains and then they'll go away. Mm -hmm. I feel like Superman is better about we can wrap in comics characters and they'll come back later. And, you know, a season from now, you'll see this guy again. You're like, oh, this guy, we're doing another story with him. Right. Um. But, you know, what are you going to do? Man, yeah. I getting to the dark side stuff is going to be so cool. That shit's great. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's so good. I was just scrolling down this, and there there are a lot of multi-part Superman episodes, way more than there are Batman. But then I got to the podcast, and I'm like, oh, that's the Dan Turpin stuff. Fuck, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it's so fucking good. <laughs> <sighs> going to be feasting. I don't know if I have that much to say about this. No, um, no. Having a Wolfman's like interesting, but because we're watching these in production order, it coming right after the big Catman. Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we, what, how did this happen? Who <laughs> produced these in order like this? There was the other thing is that there's a brief moment <clears throat> where Batman is like, oh, I'm getting all dead ends. I'm like, oh, when's the part where he's going to be like, maybe this is a Wolfman. Do I let myself believe in like magic type shit? Uh, yes. That's not really what this, the Wolfman is not magic. Batman does not have to sort of confront any of his own assumptions about the world and whether magic but also, is real. <laughs> literally the first episode is him fighting a giant bat. Yeah, yeah. He's like... And he he fought a giant cat man last week and Selena Kyle turned into a cat lady. And, you know, like, 
But I find it this, totally this unbelievable of, that this might be a wolf guy. <laughs> yeah, this kind of this kind of like creature magic is already well established in this series. I don't know why Batman would be weird about like a wolf man. <laughs> how how it could not be possible. <laughs> like when Etrigan shows up, I understand that he's a suspicious of a demon who yeah, talks in rhyme. <laughs> I um, also would be suspicious if I met Etrigan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think a wolfman's like beyond the pale here. No. Killer Croc's like a fundamental Batman villain. He's a he's a lizard man. He's a lizard man that talks. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, I don't know if like I said, I, I was like I mostly just felt the limitations of this style of story watching this. I do I do love the ending where the re- they're walking through the thing. It's like, didn't this belong to the famous Olympian? Why did he why did he leave and no one knows where he is? And then just like why would cut he just to give up everything? Wolf howling at the moon. <laughs> yes. That's <is> funny. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um more Bullock. I love Bullock. There should be more Bullock episodes. More Bullock. <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't think I have that much else about this one. No, I don't either. <clears throat> okay. Next week, we are covering Day of the Samurai. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, which I remember really liking this one. Because uh, this is the one where Kyodai is cool, not the one where Kyodai sucked. <laughs> I I also remember liking this one. But now I'm like, oh, man, that other Kyodai episode sucked shit. <laughs> Yeah, but th- look, this one has like climactic battle in it, and it, I like I always remember thinking this one's super sick. So hopefully it's good. Um. Uh. Well, yeah. Where can people find you online? You can find me online on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all of my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal. You can go to exportodd.io and pitch in on the Patreon there to give us money and get podcasts in exchange. I've done the whole spiel on a different podcast today, so I don't want to do it right now. (laughs) That's fine. This podcast comes out most Mondays. Uh, You can get a week early at the Patreon, of course. And uh, if you're listening to the free feed, uh, at least, you know, share it around. Tell your friends. This is a goofy show, but we have a good time here. It's always nice to end our week with uh, this thing for weekend starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll keep reading comics. If anyone's got a lead on like a really good uh, Catwoman story, hit me up. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, that's it. Until next time, Batman. Batman. <laughs>